On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcasts platforms. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Three men have been arrested in County Tyrone in connection with the attempted murder of Detective Chief Inspector John Caldwell. Here's our sister podcast, The Bell Tell, to tell you more. Security sources have told that a police officer has been shot in Omar in County Tyrone. A high-profile senior policeman is in a critical condition after gunmen tried to kill him. Well, huge concern here in Oma, the target, a police officer. This police officer was treated here at the scene for a number of gunshot wounds. Detective Chief Inspector John Caldwell was shot in front of his son at a sporting complex in Oma. John was finishing up from coaching an under-15s football team. He was accompanied by his young son. Uh, When two gunmen appeared, fired multiple shots, John ran a short distance and as he fell to the ground, the gunman continued to fire shots at him. The PSNI are pointing the finger at the new IRA. Now there is no indication as to what the circumstances were at this stage, but it certainly would appear to bear the hallmarks of a dissident Republican shooting. I'm joined by the Sunday Life news editor Sharon O'Neill to get a full report on what we know so far. Sharon, what do we know happened in Oma last night? First of all, Detective Chief Inspector John Codwell is well known in Oma. He has a family. He was at the sports complex on the edge of the town with his young son. He was targeted when he was, I suppose, at his most vulnerable. And he's a coach at the club, very well known in the area. He's very active in the community. And he was just finishing off for the night. He was placing the footballs into the boot of his car at uh, the sports centre on the Killy Clocker Road and uh, two gunmen approached. John saw them, ran. Now I'm told by uh, people who were there, he ran because there were children there, including his own son, and he wanted to protect them. And uh, he was shot a number of times. He was rushed to hospital and he is still being treated there at the moment. He is in a critical but stable condition in hospital. The scene at that sports centre is still sealed off. Forensic experts are there at the minute combing that area for clue in the hunt for the would-be killers. They were. There's no doubt that they were trying to kill this highly experienced senior police officer. He would be the most high profile police officer dissidents have tried to kill in a number of years. He will be 
recognised by many people. He has been involved in a number of high profile investigations into organised crime and murder investigations and investigations into dissident Republicans. Now, most recently, he was uh, the initial lead in the uh, investigation into the murder of Natalie McNally. He was also involved in the investigation into the murder of Shane Whitley, who was shot dead in a park in Lurgan by the organised crime gang known as The Firm. And he has also been involved in a number of uh, dissident uh, Republican investigations as well. Now, the police this morning clearly taken aback by events of last night. Uh, the chief constable very much saying this is a phone call you never want to get as the head of any police service saying that there is a, an officer uh, whose life is 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 on the line and has just been shot at uh, his most vulnerable. And did the the police in their statements did they give any indication as to who they think might be responsible? Yes, well, the uh, chief constable and his uh, assistant chief constable Mark McEwen, who's in charge of the. Uh, terror investigation side of things say that the uh, new IRA are the most likely of suspects. Now, as you know, they are the largest dissident organisation. They are a, an organisation that have been almost on the back foot of uh, late. And that's because there has been a huge crackdown on that group since the murder of journalist Lyra McKee. Uh, the PSNI working hand in hand with MI5 have had major success against that grouping and a large number of suspects are now in McGabry. But sources have told me, Kieran, that, you know, potentially when a group like that gets so desperate, gets very small, they're harder to infiltrate and it's very hard to get a full intelligence picture. And that's when they potentially can become more dangerous. Has there been a claim of responsibility or anything like that? No, expect that perhaps in the next 24 hours or so, these kind of groups like to do that kind of thing. And of course, they revel in uh, the publicity. And also as well, let's uh, not forget police action has already been swift. There have uh, so far been three arrests men aged 38, 45 and 47 and they were detained in the Oma and Coal Island area so expect more police activity on that front and talking about uh, the nature of this attack it was very well planned. Mr Codwell obviously a man of uh, habit when it comes to his personal life. He's well known in the community. So he would have been coaching at this sports centre on a regular basis. So he would have been watched. His movements would have been watched. The timing of his movements would have been watched. So this was a very well planned operation. Now, the car that was used in this attempt at murder was found burnt out a short distance away. I would say that those involved were probably picked up in another vehicle. Now, there's lots of speculation that the killers 
could have perhaps fled across the border, but you're talking about a 30 minute journey. I would perhaps say that's too long a drive across the border, too much of a risk to take. I would suggest perhaps that they went to a safe house before then, uh, before they decided on their next move. But expect a lot of police activity over the coming days because police will want to make sure that those responsible are caught and caught quickly. This will this will have caused a lot of shockwaves within the police. Sources are already telling me there's a lot of officers are nervous. A lot of officers could be rethinking their careers because, you know, you're talking 25 years down the line from the Good Friday Agreement. You're talking a good 20 years now uh, from the new from the policing arrangements and a lot of officers thought that we were in a very different place. And Sharon, I mean, that nervousness that you speak about and that shock, I think that was apparent in the faces of the PSNI officers who were talking about this this attack. And of course, it seems very clear that Detective Chief Inspector Caldwell didn't seem to think he was under any uh, threat. He was openly and regularly helping out with this underage football. But let's, of course, this is the first attack of its kind in a very long time. It's the most serious attack on police in a decade. What more can you tell us about the the, the new IRA at the moment? Because perhaps we'd all, uh, including ourselves in the media, thought that, you know, this group, what was left of this group, perhaps had gone to ground, but that does not seem to be the case. Yes, well, it kind of fluctuates. These groups always tend to fluctuate, Karen. I mean, you if you remember, if we go back to the very early days, uh, you know, after the Good Friday Agreement, you would have had the different group, the real IRA, and they were the ones behind the OMA bombing. So it all kind of almost started in OMA, ironically. And after that, uh, there was a big clamp down and the dissidents were all but finished. But then they regrouped and uh, then they killed again. If you remember, there was Constable Stephen Carroll, the sappers at Mazarine Army Barracks. Then there was another clamp down and then they regrouped. That's what happens to these organisations. You know, once there's a clamp down, there's a regrouping, you know, okay, they don't become as big as what they once were and they're kind of become a more desperate bunch. Then uh, recently you had the infiltration uh, there of the MI5 agent, Dennis McFadden, which completely decimated the new IRA. But there has been a a regrouping as such there. There was a a bomb attack in Straban in November and there was an attack in County Londonderry as well in November last year. Again, it was a bomb attack. A delivery driver was forced to drive a bomb to a PSNI station. But this is the first gun attack on a police officer in a very, very long time. And in this part of, in this corner of Northern Ireland. And, you know, you get people also now uh, debating, you know, why didn't the security services know about this? Um, you know, did they take their eye off the ball? But there is no such thing as the perfect intelligence picture. And senior security sources have been telling me that, look, 
the more desperate these groups are, the smaller they are, the harder they are to infiltrate, and sometimes you just don't know. The people in the community are absolutely outraged by this. And sources were telling me this morning that it's because he was involved in a lot of high profile cases and cases that reached out into all the communities. And if you remember Patter Heffron, Kieran Patter was a Catholic police officer, was an officer who represented a new beginning to policing and the dissidents didn't like that. And the dissidents didn't like that portrayal and they targeted him and, you know, they don't like seeing that. They do not like seeing police working with the community. Is there any real connection to wider politics? Dissidents will always be plotting and planning. It doesn't matter if there's three of them, 13 of them or 30 of them. They just bide their time and wait for what they see is the right opportunity. And, you know, if they are being watched by the security services, they hold off. That's the bottom line. And they just, they had the opportunity and they took that opportunity. One security source told me this morning, look, I've been telling you this for years and all they need is that one chance. And they took that one chance. And that one chance was last night. And they tried to kill John Caldwell and they nearly did. Sharon O'Neill, news editor with The Sunday Life, thank you. The clips you heard in this report were from Sky and UTV.